Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at joefresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend, breaking news in the world of penis. I know what my audience wants, okay? A celebrity bridezilla is suing her wedding planners and I'll be the judge. Plus, there's a hot wiggle. So naturally, I tracked him down in Australia, called him up, and asked hard-hitting questions about being hot. You know, I didn't even know what thirsty meant until there was all these headlines and I had to ask them what it meant. Let's do this before my kids walk in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Cruikshank. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank. I'm so happy you're here. How are you doing? How was your week? How was your long weekend? Um, mine was long. I just, I mean, I know I'm supposed to say like it was amazing. It was family day. No, when you have kids, sometimes it doesn't feel like a five-day work week. It feels like a five-day work weekend. Like, I actually look forward to Monday mornings when I can drop my kids off at school and daycare and do my job, which feels like a vacation by comparison. You know what I mean? Like, please tell me if you feel the same way. Um, This weekend was eventful in my household because my five-year-old son, Dre, lost his first tooth air horn sound effect. Can I just ask this question? I mean, I might sound like a dummy, but do all kids lose their teeth at five? Like, he's five and a half. I honestly was not prepared. I thought kids lose their teeth at, like, eight. I don't know what I... I. He kept telling me, my tooth is wiggly, my tooth is wiggly, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't think this was a thing that I would encounter until he was at least seven. Sorry, this is my first time. Anyway... He wasn't lying. He did lose the tooth on the weekend. And suddenly I like, I panic. I'm like, what's the 2023 tooth protocol? Do we still give cash? Like, what is the going rate with inflation? Does the tooth fairy leave a note? Like, I don't know how it works. And so when we told Dre he was going to get cash under his pillow, he literally was like, what? I don't want that. And I was like, you don't want this cold, hard cash? He was like, no, what is that? And I realize now that, like, kids don't value cash like we did, right? Like, when we were kids, we watched our parents buy things with cash and take cash out of their 90s wallets. We would watch our parents pay for things with change, with pennies. But now, 
I don't think my son has ever seen me use cash. He's like, can you Venmo me? Like, can the tooth fairy, like, does she use crypto? I mean, it's a different time. So he has no interest in the cash. And Evan says we should just give him a toy. Like, he'd like that better, like a minifigure under his pillow. I think this is a terrible precedent. First of all, it is a historic tradition that the tooth fairy leaves money. Second, what are we going to give him? 18 toys every time he loses his... Actually, I really don't know how many teeth people have. Jason, how many teeth do people have? Hi, let me just Google this. So I just, you know, it's a bad precedent. You can't leave a toy every single time the kid loses a tooth. And then you have to do it for both brothers. It's double the toys. We're looking at like, what, 40 toys? 32. 32 teeth per person? Total. Adults have 32. No, stop. Adults have 32 teeth? 28 to 32. Depends on what part of the country you live in. I guess so. <laughs> if you're a British citizen, you probably have 28. Sorry. Um. Okay. 32 teeth. Like, listen, hard math. That's 64 toys I'm leaving under pillows over the course of my children's lifetime. Absolutely not. But Evan, he's like the dad that likes to get toys. So he feels that the first tooth should be special. He goes out, he gets a Lego minifigure in like a little crunchy bag. And we have to get one for Rio too, because he tells us he deserves something from the tooth fairy for supporting his brother through the loss of his tooth. So finally, the boys are asleep. We have two minifigures in little bags. We decide to give Dre $5. I don't know if that's too much. I mean, I'm completely lost here. Somebody send me a DM. Tell me what the going rate is. So we have $5 and a minifig. We decide I'm going to be the one to go in and put it under the pillow. So I go into their little room. They're breathing peacefully. And I just start to panic. Like I don't think I've ever felt more nervous about anything in my life. Because in that moment, I realized this tooth fairy tradition is insane. Who thought it was a good idea to do this? Like, it's one thing to put your kids to bed and then go downstairs and put presents under the tree and, like, you know, pretend someone else did it. And that's, like, a lie that I can execute. How am I supposed to put something under the pillow of a sleeping child? That is impossible. And I realized in the moment, like, the stakes have never been higher. If you screw it up, if you wake them up, you are literally ruining their childhood. You are desecrating the myth of the tooth fairy in that child's life for eternity. So I'm standing there. I literally must have been in the room for like eight minutes. At one point, Rio rolled over and was like readjusting and I froze. I didn't move for at least four minutes. I'm like, felt like I was, it was like zero dark 30 in there. I'm like, I'm like, know what those guys went through when they were going to get Osama bin Laden. Like the pressure was intense. So I finally execute the mission. I get their little mini figs and the $5 under the pillow. They wake up at 5.30 a.m., obviously, jump on our beds, love the mini figs. But I did find the $5 cash on the bathroom floor later that morning. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about the cash. Children today do not understand the value of cash. And so I think I'm just, you know, screwed for like the next 32 teeth, Six, how, 64 teeth. I got to figure something out. I'm accepting all tooth fairy hacks, tips anyone wants to give me. Please fill my voicemail box with tooth fairy tips and my DMs. Go, please. I really need help. Okay, let's get to some news that doesn't come from my children's mouth. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot of drama to talk about. We have Beckham wedding drama. We have Tiger Woods drama. We have small penis drama. So I thought we need to kick things off with something high energy, fun, hip, cool. Why not a funky rap by Oscar winner Ariana DeBose? Damn, Emma, I'm so fun. And a girl, you were great and blonde. Danielle D, you broke my heart. Michelle, I've loved you from the start. I'm so sorry. I just, I can't get enough. So if you missed it, Ariana DeBose, she won Best Supporting Actress last year for West Side Story. She's like originally a Broadway actress. She kicked off the BAFTA Awards with a musical number that featured that rap. And my entire feed every day since has just been, Angela Bassett did the thing. I can't stop thinking about it. Angela, and just for a visual, since I don't, you know, know if anyone watches the BAFTAs, she's dancing in the aisles. 
and she is giving 110%, and she is rapping, and they are cutting to the nominees she's singing about, and they're all, like, embarrassed and confused. It was not like a raucous, you know, crowd. Everyone is just kind of, no one knows what to do. It's a tough watch because Ariana is leaving it all out there. Blood, sweat, tears. She's dropping rhymes, verses. Like, it's tough. It's a tough watch. It just, it didn't, it didn't land. But people were so mean about it. They were so cruel about this rap. She deleted her Twitter because she couldn't take the negativity. And I just want to say, Ariana, because I know you're listening to this show, I'm so glad that you did that. And and a round of applause to the BAFTAs, please. For having the balls to have a young woman of color opening their show with energy, with personality. Like, I don't need another white man in a suit at an award show. I think Ariana DeBose is the energy we all need. We just don't know we need it. Anyway, Angela Bassett did the thing. But really, let's be honest, Ariana DeBose did the thing. Jason didn't even know who she was before this. So, Jason, you're welcome. I'm just, you know, I don't know if you're qualified to produce this show. No. Look into it. Ariana DeBose. In uh, breaking genitalia news, penis size is on the rise. That rhymed. Penis size is on the rise. Should I write a children's book? (laughs) Okay, some very lucky researchers recently found that there's been a 24% increase in the average erect penis length. Okay, so that's like, that's no pun intended. That's huge. From 1992 to 2021, the average length of an erect penis went from 4.8 inches to 6 inches. So the scientists looked at the measurements of, um, 55,761 erect penises. And all I can think is like, who's managing the Excel spreadsheet? Who's, whose job is that? The scientists don't know why erect penises are getting longer, but they have suggested that a, quote, sedentary lifestyle could be leading to hormonal changes that increase penis length. I feel I feel like this is not something that we should be announcing to the men of the world. Guys, just sit around, eat shit, do nothing, and watch your penis grow. That's not something I want men to know. These scientists say they're, quote, concerned about the rapid growth. Like, the penis sizes have increased so much, it could apparently affect reproductive systems. But here's what I would like to know. Are these scientists physically measuring the penises themselves? Are they going, like door to door with a little measuring tape like the Duke and Cinderella, just like no penis left unturned, whip it out, let me get a little tape measure? Or are the men submitting their own measurements? Because if that's what's happening, you know these statistics are absolutely not accurate. These men are 100% inflating their own numbers and science has nothing to worry about. Angela Bassett did the thing. In more reproductive news, drumroll please. A new male contraceptive drug has been developed! Guys, a male birth control pill is happening. So here's how it works. The man takes this pill, and 30 minutes to an hour after taking it, the pill temporarily stops the sperm in its tracks. The, the man's sperm is like frozen, immobile, dormant. It's like the men whose penises are getting longer from doing nothing all day. So the sperm can't make it far enough to reach an egg and no pregnancy can happen. So far, it's only been tested on mice, but it worked. Okay? None of the little mice are out here getting knocked up. The researchers are now trying it on rabbits and they aim to start human trials in two to three years. I'm just going to say I'm not going to be the one to do the human trial. Okay, I'm all for the technology. I'm not. There's not going to go, oh, we could try this drug and we may or may not get pregnant. Let's do it. No, thank you. But let's find some humans who are willing to try it because we need this to work. I mean, just hearing it, isn't this arousing? Like, my penis is at least six inches just hearing this. The idea that one day women will be able to say, honey, did you take your pill? Did you go to the doctor to refill your prescription? Honey, you got to stay on top of that, okay? I'm not out here trying to get pregnant. That's my dream. You're not going to want to shut down those Planned Parenthood clinics anymore, boys. Not when it's your pills they've got, you know? So there you go. Bigger penises 
and male birth control. It's about to be sexual prime time for women. Just as I'm in my sexual no time. Angela Bassett did the thing. Speaking of out of con- sorry, I'm going to do that for the entire episode. Is that does that work for everyone? I hope so. Speaking of out of control penises, Tiger Woods was playing in a tournament last week. Yes, I'm giving you golf news. Okay, stay with me. And when he hit his ball further than another golfer, it was a guy named Justin Thomas. Tiger Woods walks over to him and hands him a tampon. So as to imply, I outdrove you because you hit like a girl. This is on camera during the nationally televised golf tournament. Granted, Tiger like tried to be subtle and pass the tampon to him so nobody would see it. But Justin Thomas reacts like you would expect another mature man to react. He does like a, oh, gross, and throws the tampon on the golf course. Again, two very successful, fully grown men. When I asked my husband, Evan, like, did you see this thing? He's a, he likes golf. He said, yeah, it's literally been sent to me on every text chain I'm on. I was like, ugh, because people are angry at the blatant sexism. He was like, no, because everyone thinks it's hilarious. I know. I was mad, too. So the Tiger tampon has been very polarizing. On the one hand, there are people who are horrified by what is clearly a misogynistic, damaging joke. On the other hand, there are people, mostly men, on my husband's text chains who are sending these memes and these pictures of Tiger with the tampon saying like, legend, icon, hilarious. My problem with that is it's not hilarious. It's it's just like a terrible joke. This is a joke that is kind of funny when a 12-year-old boy does it to another 12-year-old boy in the locker room in elementary school in 1999, like sort of lands. Now, In 2023, when female athletes are getting more shine than ever in all sports, when the number of female golfers right now is at an all-time high, it's just, it's like not a joke that works in 2023. I have notes on the joke, Tiger. Also, it's basically prop comedy. So Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer of all time. Think about this. He had to acquire a tampon. It looks like one from a vending machine. You know, it has like the cardboard Tampax wrap around it. So he has to go into a woman's washroom. He has to have a little coin. He has to pay for the tampon, twist the tampon, take the tampon, put it in his pocket, and then carry it around for eight holes of golf until he can finally spontaneously whip it out for this hilarious joke on the ninth hole. And he's the one you're calling a woman? You just played eight holes of golf in a televised tournament with a tampon in your pocket, bruh. He apologized the next day, which I honestly don't think was necessary. I don't think making people apologize is ever going to change anything. But here is his full slash half apology. It was supposed to be, you know, all fun and games, but obviously it, it hasn't turned out that way. And if I had offended anybody, it was not the case. It was just... uh Friends having having fun, and um, as I said, if, if I offended anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Um, it was not intended to be that way. Um, it's just, you know, we, we play pranks on one another all the time, and uh, virally, I, I think this did not come across that way, but between us, it was it's different. Between us, it was different. I don't know, was it? I feel like we know what it was between you. I don't think we missed the nuance of the joke that only exists between the two of you. I think we get it. Evan has a theory that a lot of pro athletes kind of stop developing as people when they go pro. So Tiger played his first professional tournament at 16 years old. So maybe that is like where his social, emotional, human development leveled out. And he's just always going to have the sense of humor of a teenager. Not an excuse. It's just a theory. Also, remember the time he was having affairs with hella porn stars? What a time. Tiger Woods did the thing. (laughs) What's next? Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, My son, Rio, just walked into my uh, recording session. It's perfect timing. Um, Hi, Rio. He wants to share a joke with us. Okay, just talk into this microphone. Hey, what time do people get hurt mostly at? Hmm. I don't know. When? Fall. Like when you're falling at this time, fall. Good one, Riyadh. It's a joke. It's a great joke. I love a joke that has to be explained. It's the best kind. Honestly, that was funnier than Tiger Woods' joke. So let's give credit where credit is due. Moving on. 
If you find comfort knowing billionaires have problems too, this story is for you. So, Brooklyn Beckham, who is the son of David and Victoria Beckham, and actress Nicola Peltz, who's the daughter of a billionaire investor, recently got married, which is, you know, sweet. Love a riches-to-riches story. I follow Brooklyn Beckham on Instagram. I don't know why. I've been following him for years. I follow like 10 celebrities on Instagram. Not very many. It's like Kim Kardashian, Fred Van Fleet, and Brooklyn Beckham. It's a wild assortment on my gram. I really am open to suggestions, though. Like, if anybody wants to tell me who I should be following, I'll do it. Instagram recently harassed me with Ethan Hawke. It was like every day. It was like, suggested for you, for you. So finally, I followed him. And it's really just pictures of him looking out windows. Like, it's not giving anything. I have yet to follow a straight white man on Instagram who does it properly. But we can talk about that another time. I follow Brooklyn on Instagram. And he seems really, truly, madly, deeply in love with this gorgeous, blonde billionaire. You know, he found it in his heart to love her. So I've been following their sweet love story. They announced their engagement. They have this beautiful wedding published in Vogue. And then they follow it up this week with an embarrassingly public lawsuit against the wedding planners. Just a tale as old as time, you know? First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a lawsuit against the hell. Just to set the scene, this is a massive wedding. More than 500 guests come to this thing. Gordon Ramsay, Eva Longoria, Spice Girls, you got Mel B, Mel C, all these famous soccer players, politicians. Huge wedding. It happened in April. So the father of the bride, he's this billionaire, Nelson Peltz. He just filed a lawsuit against two of the wedding planners. He wants his $159,000 deposit back. He claims they couldn't do their job, which resulted in them getting fired from the wedding, which cost $3 million. The wedding planners filed a counterclaim asking for $50,000 in damages. They said the bride's family was making difficult demands on short notice and communicating poorly. So all the details and the text messages have been made public. And as someone who did not have a $3 million wedding, I feel qualified enough to reach a verdict for them right here, right now. Let's keep it out of court. Let's do it on this podcast. This is Judge Jesse. So here's how it's going to work. My producer, Jason, just sent me a few of the claims being made in the suit. I'm going to read them for the first time and react to some of them. And then at the end, after no research or legal expertise, I will decide who is right and who is wrong. I'm just putting on my little doily so you have a visual. Claim number one. The planners claimed that the bride was too busy to speak on the phone and would only send misspelled text messages. Oh, the shade. She refused to log into the RSVP app and demanded guest list updates via text, not Google Docs. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't love an Excel spreadsheet. And I like, if anyone sends me something in Dropbox, I have to ask them to resend it to a Google Drive. Like, I'm particular about my technology. But I'm not out here asking for text messages. That's some Gen Z shit right there. I don't know. I'm siding on the side of the planners for claim number one. Okay, claim number two. Nicola complains the flowers are not white enough and looked cream. (laughs) Listen. She wanted white flowers. Actually, I feel like this is a, this is a, this is, I accept this complaint. As a bride, you should get the color of flowers that you want. And if the flowers were not white enough, then, you know, that's an acceptable complaint. I'm a, I file on the side of the plaint. I don't know who's what. Claim number three. The wedding planners were asked to hide any issues or mistakes from Victoria Beckham. Is that true? Oh, my God. I love that. I mean, this is incredible. That I would, too. Victoria Beckham is terrifying. You think they want her to know that they brought some cream-ass flowers when they were supposed to be white? No. All right, claim number four. They say they were asked to keep certain items in the budget hidden from the father, like the $100,000 the bride spent on hair and makeup. Is that for real? $100,000 on hair and makeup? I'm sorry, what? How? How do you spend $100,000 on hair and makeup? At that price, I hope you're walking down with a whole new face just a whole new head of hair? What? No, that is insane. Okay, claim number five. 
The lawsuit alleges that one of the wedding planners told the bride that she needed a tequila because her, quote, head was about to explode. That's fair. I'm on claim number five and my head's about to explode. I'm going to sip a tequila right now. That's fine. You're allowed to say that. I mean, that's not you can't sue someone for needing tequila because your flowers aren't white enough. Claim number six, the couple planned to serve guests burgers named Brooklyn and Nicola. The Nicola burger would be wrapped in a low-calorie lettuce leaf rather than a bun. <laughs> oh, guys, that's just funny. I mean, okay, at our wedding we had... Um, this is going to be a low-key uh, brag, uh, actually a high-key brag. At our wedding, we had these little chicken and waffle um, appetizers that were very hot. And I remember Evan and I are getting our pictures taken during the cocktail hour, and our wedding planner runs to us, and she goes, just so you know, we're out of chicken and waffle. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And she says to me, there's this man that keeps standing by the kitchen door, and he's eating them all. And I was like, oh. And so I look over. And ladies and gentlemen, it's Ben Mulrooney. <laughs> it's ben, which is my brag. Ben Mulrooney was at my wedding, and he was standing by the kitchen door, intercepting the hors d'oeuvres and eating all the chicken and waffles. And when I asked him about it later, he was like, "Jesse, those are the best chicken and waffles I've ever had at a best wedding food period." So the caterers should be flattered, frankly. That is such a move. What to stand by the. Or oh like, my god, right? Too. Isn't it? Who hey, who has not yeah. stood like you taste a fire ass hors d'oeuvre? You get your ass by the kitchen door so that you can be there to intercept. Because there's nothing worse than like you're having a conversation, but you're eyeing the the server as they're walking around. You're eyeing your little chicken and waffle and then it's gone. I mean, no, you gotta get on that. Jason, you stand by the door. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like there's no shame. Yeah. There is no shame in that. And you have to make friends with the server. You have to be like, make funny small talk so that they'll always come and deliver the goods, you know? Well, and they walk around with 10 small chicken and waffles. So by the time they walk five feet, they're gone. Absolutely. You get at the front of the line. No, it's an Olympic sport. Uh, let's quote me on that. Appetizers are an Olympic sport. And Ben Mulroney is the gold medalist, at my wedding at least. Let's move on. Claim number seven. The billionaire father wanted to cancel the wedding and allegedly called it a shit show, but his wife begged him not to as it would, quote, destroy Nicola's career. Why are we putting this out there? Why? You knew when you filed this lawsuit that all this would come out. This is crazy. Finally, claim number eight, a text exchange reveals the bride's mother asked, did Megan get an invite? To which Nicola the bride responds, who's Megan? <laughs> To which the mother replies, and Harry. Oh my God. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Is this true? <laughs> Literally, instead of writing back Markle, she wrote and Harry, as if Megan's last name is Megan and Harry. It really is. I love this woman. It, it is. I mean, she's no longer Megan Markle, she's Megan and Harry. Oh my God, that's so good. All right, <clears throat> the time has come for I, Judge Jesse, to reach my final verdict in the case of Nicola Beckham Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham Peltz. Yes, he took her last name. Of course he did. I declare justice for the wedding planners. The courtroom is going crazy. Here's my closing argument, which is definitely not something a judge does, but stick with me. First of all, you are billionaires who planned a $3 million wedding and you're suing these working class people for $159,000? You spent a hundred grand on makeup. Like $159,000 is nothing to you. Why drag these people in their business for that petty amount? Plus, I just don't know why you would file a lawsuit knowing that all these details are going to go public. That's what's going to destroy Nicola's career, honey, knowing she spelt witch wrong. Just every text message, W-I-C-H. Okay. Angela Bassett did the thing, and now that I'm all worked up, it's time for my favorite segment called Calling All Thirsty Moms. Calling All Thirsty Moms. By now you must know that there is a hot wiggle, as in a hot member of the Australian Children's Entertainment Group, The Wiggles. 
So I saw headlines a few weeks ago that the Purple Wiggle was, to quote People magazine, a thirsty mom fave. And I thought, listen, People magazine, I am the global ambassador for thirsty moms. I will tell you if this wiggle is hot. And after an extensive Google search of hot wiggle, I could officially confirm the Purple Wiggle is smoking hot. <laughs> He is ripped, he is tanned, he is tattooed, he is Australian. He has underwear shots on the internet. Like, I have seen his pelvic bone from all angles. I saw one picture that may or may not have been with his wife, but I didn't click because he had a shirt on in that one. He has all these TikTok videos and little short shorts and a tight tank top. I mean, he is fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. And he has blown up into this global viral sensation. His videos have over 12 million views. I posted a video about him that now has almost a million views. Like, moms worldwide can't get enough of the purple wiggle. And I am not ashamed to say, I am one of those moms. I now follow the purple wiggle, okay? It's like <laughs> Fred Van Fleet, Brooklyn Beckham, and the purple wiggle. His songs are on my kids' playlists. I show them his videos on YouTube. I have so much purple wiggle in my life, but I need more. I can't just watch him and listen to him and Google him extensively in the middle of the night. I need to phone him. It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Okay, I'm calling John Pierce, the purple wiggle, who's currently in Australia. I wouldn't pay long distance charges for just anyone. I have strict policies on this podcast. They have to be hot. I'm actually like nervous. I feel like I'm I'm calling my crush, which I am. Hello. Hello. Jesse, how are you doing? Oh my <laughs> god, I'm good. I don't know if can I call you Hot Wiggle or should we go with John? You can call me whatever you feel like, but John's great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have been calling you the hot wiggle for like approximately three weeks, but I can go with John. Or they do call you Big Strong John, so we could go with that. Yeah, Big Strong John works. That oh, works. good. That works for me too. Okay. Hi, Big Strong John. So you, I don't know if you know, I am a, I am a very thirsty mom who has been <laughs> thirsting after you for quite some time. I posted a video on the internet. I, I definitely tagged you. I'm not sure if you saw it. You know what? Anthony Wiggle, so one of the other Wiggles family member, he actually shared it. And that's how I came across that video. Oh. Very, very creative video. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I love Anthony for that. So you are a Wiggle from Down Under who has been making moms feel a Wiggle Down Under ever since joining the group. <laughs> For our non-mom listeners, can you explain what a wiggle is? So uh, wiggles are, they're a band for children. So dressed in different colors, are famous for their skivvy. So red, yellow, purple, and um, I just nearly forgot the colors. Red, blue, yellow, purple. So, <laughs> I think you get fired immediately if you forget the four colors. That's, yeah. All I know is I'm, I'm wearing purple. <laughs> you are. So that's it. Four colors, they're named the skivvies that make music for children around the world. Did you say skivvies? Skivvies, yeah. Is that They're the skivvies? Oh, your shirt. Yeah. So these started off as skivvies. So they've been around for 30 years. And um, the first, they started off as just skivvies from the local shop. So, and now they've evolved to these, these nice material, breathable, shiny looking costumes. I mean, I thought skivvies was like a scandalous, was another word for underpants. Is that not the case? Oh, no. It's a, in Australia, yeah, the skivvies are the, I think you call them turtlenecks. Are they turtlenecks? Yes. It's like a mock neck. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a variation of a turtleneck. Okay, we so call them skivvies. For everybody <laughs> listening, he's not wearing his skivvies as in his underpants. He is wearing his purple <laughs> mock neck wiggles attire for me today. And John, I thank you for blessing me with this visual. Uh, it's a, it's a visual gift. So I'm curious, like, who is the Wiggles' nemesis? What is the biggest competition? Is it the Teletubbies? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I guess, like, you know, anything in children's entertainment, but, it, you know, in my eyes, the Wiggles are the OGs of all children's music. And, and you know, like everyone knows the Wiggles. I grew up with the Wiggles myself. But I think I'm the same age as, as the Wiggles. So they were part of my childhood. So in my eyes, there is no competition. Oh, my God. That's beautiful, uh, Big Strong John. <laughs> I am obviously familiar with the Wiggles because my children are obsessed. Um, yeah. You joined the Wiggles in 2021, but Thirsty yeah, Moms right. only recently discovered you on TikTok. Was there one video that sort of really blew up? 
Yeah, it, I did a funny video about the Zoolander trend that I bumped into myself. So I played my wiggle self, big, mm-hmm. strong John at home and, and my day-to-day self. And this, just having that clash of two people in the same video. The real life you bumps into the Wiggles you, but the real life you is tattooed in a little tank top and little short shorts. And that really exploded. In Australia, it's very humid weather, so I dress accordingly. (laughs) Yeah, yes. I mean, really, that was like what people went crazy for, right? Yeah, and then, you know, my intention wasn't to do it deliberately. I actually was, that's what I wore that day. Of course it was. It's something I I do. And you didn't even think about it. You were just wearing your small white skivvy that day. (laughs) Your tattoos were out, your biceps were out, and bang, you posted it on TikTok and it exploded. Yeah. So when you perform live now, who screams louder, the kids or the moms? (laughs) The children always scream louder. Okay, okay. I'm not sure if the, the upcoming shows might be a bit different, but uh, the children have a great time. Well, I haven't been in the audience wait, yet, still. so just wait for that. So you seem so sweet and modest, John. I want to know, do you oh, read thanks. the comments that you get on TikTok, on Twitter? You know, I try not to get too involved with, with the conversations mm-hmm. online, but I couldn't help but have to read it with the, the amount of interviews and, and chats I've had about it. So and, and me and my wife, we have we have a good last reading through it. I'm just going to pretend you didn't say the and my wife part. Go on. She's going to cut that out of the book. <laughs> we have no. a lot of fun. And I don't usually try to read too much into two comments. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't help it this time. And um, yeah, a lot of creative minds out there, I've got to say. Well, absolutely. A lot of creative people that I thought, you know, well, thank you. I thought there was a lot of fans who seemed to be trying to reach you and and I don't want them to go unnoticed. So I thought I would help them out, John. I'm going to read off a few tweets okay. to you from the fans. And I just want you to give us a quick response. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. At Trend to Nowhere says, new goal is to F the purple wiggle. You can find me in Australia. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? <laughs> No, I don't think that's the F word they mean. Uh, At Mullen Ray says, that purple wiggle got me singing hot potato like I'm in church. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's really blushing. The purple wiggle is becoming the red wiggle quickly. At Dammit Elisa says, why is the purple wiggle so fine? I think I'm in heat. Someone put me down. It's getting dangerous out here. Wow, that's a... That almost sounds like a, a fan fiction story where these get started. Wow. Oh my God, John, someone is definitely writing fan fiction about you. Just a heads up. You think? This one, I have a question for you. Canberra James, which sounds very Australian. The purple wiggle yep. is bang tidy, though. Bang tidy? What does that mean? What does mean? that even mean? Oh, I thought you would know. Bang tidy. No, you know, I didn't even know what thirsty meant until there was all these headlines and I had to ask them what it meant. Stop. I've actually, I just wrote a song with uh, drinking water. So I thought maybe, you know, that's the, the next release for Big Strong John to, to get that out there and then it might resonate quite well. John, you really didn't know what thirsty meant? Well, what did you find out? Tell me what it means. It just means there's a lot of people out there a bit dehydrated and they could increase their water intake. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're really helping to quench that thirst, John, in that purple skivvy. The skivvy is really working to quench us. At Kiyomi Hub says, the new tatted up purple wiggle needs to make an OnlyFans. Wow. You know what? I have an identical twin brother and that might be a job for him to, to look after, but he can't Excuse say he's a wiggle. So you guys can have him. <laughs> We've been talking for nine minutes and you didn't tell me you had an identical twin brother? I thought, you know, the, the, the amount of creative people out there, I thought it wouldn't take long. <gasps> but yeah, I do have an identical twin brother. Yeah. He's not a wiggle. We were in the same music group together, just as crew. Leading up oh, to the wiggles. My, John, did you know that I have identical twin boys? Do you? I do. Wow. And wow. I, now that I know that they could grow up to become the hot wiggle, I, <laughs> I'm going to really start trying to parent them. I'm going to start putting some through. effort in. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, oh twins, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. Maybe we can talk to you about being an identical twin another time. And you can bring yeah, in awesome. your brother and we can just all in. sit in our skivvies and chat. <laughs> Sounds great. So let's get down to it, John. You have tattoo sleeves, you have ear piercings, you have biceps, abs. These are things that most children's entertainers don't have. Did that come up in your audition? No, it didn't. But, you know, I've been myself this whole time and I think society's changing this day and age and that, you know, things are becoming more acceptable. And I think if I was tatted up with with two ear piercings 15 years ago, things would be a totally different story. And I think, you know, this day and age, it's all about acceptance and being yourself. And I think that's super important. And 
I think that's what's blowing people's minds. You know, the traditional kids entertainer should be like this. And for myself, like I'm, I'm a great guy. <laughs> no, I, I try yeah. to be myself and I'm not anything else. You know, I do what farm walking on the street and I dress how I normally would on the weekend. You know, no one would think I'm a kid's entertainer. And, and I think that's what the contrast is. And I think that's great. It's so true. And you did become a wiggle when the group expanded from four to eight, right? And I know that that's happened right. in 2021 yeah. when the group wanted to sort yeah. of represent more diversity and equality. That's so right. yeah. are you representing the incredibly ripped and hot? <laughs> You know, you can look at it that way, the, <laughs> the, the t- tattoo community and the fitness community, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's, you know, I'm half Filipino and, uh, you know, I grew up with, with not much and being a shy kid. And I think there's a lot of my personality that young kids can really see themselves in. And I think that's important for children to represent and see themselves on screen. John, I loved you before we chatted and now I'm falling even more deeply in love with you. This is actually going to become a problem for us. Um, <laughs> no, really, you're so sweet. I want to know, oh, though, from you. the Wiggles perspective, I Googled yep. you multiple times for my kids. Obviously, I'm just getting information for the children. Yep, yep, right. Every time I do, there are photos of you posing rather sensually in your underpants, <laughs> which is, I'd be clear, not a problem for me. But was it a problem at all for the Wiggles, for this this you know, historic organization? Yeah, I did think it, it would be a factor. But, you know, like the shirtless pictures that you see, like I was on Ninja Warrior Australia and I was on the first season representing Justice Crew, which is my previous group. Mm. And we did a little appearance on there and a lot of those photos reappear and, you know, Back then, it's not like I was aiming to become a Wiggle and you just don't think it was on on your plans yeah. you know, for, for 2021 especially. And and it was just something that happened and the universe aligned my paths with the brand and I think it just happened. And it's just not something, you know, when you say there's shirtless photos of me, <laughs> it's like me at the beach or, you know, I, I did put an underwear line out for fun a few years ago and it was just something that I was trial and erroring. And, you know, and I think at the time it was, it was just going with it and there's nothing really that's, really out there, you know, if it was, you know, I just try to look after myself and I just go with it, follow the universe path. I think this title of this episode is, I didn't, what did you say? I wasn't, I didn't know I was going to become a wiggle. I didn't didn't, know. I had no idea. (laughs) You had no idea. That wasn't the, yeah, that's incredible. I also (laughs) think that it's just very Australian because, you know, if a picture of Blippi in his underwear surfaced, Americans would go crazy and he would be canceled. But Australians are like, go on, mate, get in your skivvies. You know? I thought I did. I thought I did read something about Blippi Gum, something resurfacing. <gasps> well, now I know I'm, I'm sure Googling after this. Oh, <laughs> I'm not too sure. But yeah, you know, everything that it's that does resurface in the past, it's, it's all just me being myself. And I don't think there's anything out there that's that's not really not acceptable these days. If it's just me being myself at the beach, looking after my health and fitness and so be it. Absolutely not. You don't become big, strong John overnight, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. I look bigger on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any rules, like with the great privilege of donning that iconic purple skivvy, there must come great responsibility. What can and can you not do when you're a wiggle? Well, yeah, 100%. And, and once you're in the, the public eye and you're representing such an iconic brand and, and you know, it's, it's a children's entertainment act and you've got to be you got to be yourself, but you know, you got to be careful. And there's things that I wouldn't do anyway that, you know, this is, I am being myself. I'm not changing my lifestyle or changing myself. And I think, you know, you, you just got to be careful who you're around. That, that there are people out there looking to bring you down in any way and, and, you know, trying to make you out to be something you're not. I mean, I heard a story once when I was a little, little kid about uh, another girl. We were at the Children's Festival in Vancouver where I grew up. And a little girl who was there told me that she saw Rafi backstage spit out a cigarette. And I've oh, no. never to this day forgotten. Like, I'll be playing baby beluga for my kids. And I'm like, that guy spat a cigarette out at a little kid. <laughs> to, allegedly, allegedly. 100%, yeah. It does ruin it for you. And then you think, you know, you got to be a, a role model, especially to children. And if you don't want your children to be doing that, you're not going to really be watching this show. It's true. Good to see you. Are you ready for a song? I wear purple and my name is John. I love to work out all day long. Singing this song while I'm getting strong. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. You are Big Strong John. You sing about being healthy, working out all day long. Yeah. Do you contractually have to stay ripped? <laughs> you know what? I think having a name Big Strong John now, I have to maintain a physical, yeah, physical fit appearance. And I, mm. like, you know, you could still be strong and not be ripped. Like, you know, powerlifters, if you look at their body shape, strongest people in the world, 
arm wrestlers, they're, you know, they're quite big in with no abs. So right. I think I'm pretty safe here. Oh, oh okay. So <laughs> you're I saying think, if you I let think. it all go, you could still, you could just take another angle, take another approach. The weights I hold in the show, they're between 50 to 100 grams. So as long as I can lift those weights. <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. Anthony Field, the founder of the Wiggles, was yep. once named sexiest man in Australia. Correct. What do you think your prospects are to earn that title? Um, you know what? Like I did, I, knew, I didn't really know about this until this all kind of resurfaced and, you know, had conversations But Anthony had the same kind of reputation. And there's photos of Anthony out there with a six pack hanging out and, you know, he was on Clear Bachelor and Oh it my was, God, I have so labeled. many things to Google after this. Okay. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's just, I don't know if you can take that title, Anthony, you're still the founder of the Wiggles. It's on its own level and mm. I can't ever compete with that. And, you know, I can try to get an eight pack and try to do 50,000 push-ups, but I don't think you'll ever you'll outshine the OG. Mm, okay. So you're not, you're not actively hunting for the title of sexiest man in Australia. No, not really. You know, it's not my ambition. Okay, because, I mean, screw those Hemsworths. I think you have a good chance. Oh, thanks, Jesse. Thank You're you. welcome. You got my vote. Can I vote in the Australian Sexiest Man? No? Okay. I think you can. I don't think oh. it's a real thing anymore. <laughs> okay. But you'll vote anyway. <laughs> it counts. Is there any jealousy in the group? Like, you have truly blown up. Is the red wiggle seething at your sudden stardom? No, I think, you know, I don't really know. I should ask them. No, I think... <laughs> I think, you know, it's a good dynamic in the group and everyone's really supportive of each other. You know, I love I love the team culture here and it's um it's a really good place to work and perform, you know, being mm-hmm. on the road twenty four seven, you know, you're around each other. It's you gotta be able to get along. And I think, you know, jealousy I don't think that it exists in Wiggletown and Wiggly World. In Wiggletown? Is that what you call it? Wiggletown. You're yeah, in Wiggletown? Wiggletown? Oh yeah, my it's god. World. I'm in Los Angeles and you're in Wiggletown. Oh, wiggle town. <laughs> won't you take me to Wiggle Town? <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, John, I'm like, it's truly, you're such a sweetheart and an angel. I don't mean to bring this up, but there has been some Wiggles drama in the past. Right. Two of the Wiggles were married and then they got divorced, and then the yellow wiggle moved on with a wiggle banjo player, and then the purple wiggle hooked up That's with right. the, hooked up with a wiggles dancer. Is that correct? Yes, she danced with us. Uh-huh. The red wiggle married Dorothy the dinosaur. Did he? The actual woman. Yes. Yes. Red Wiggle. This is OG Red Wiggle. Yes, You're OG about Red. Yes, OG Red Wiggle married Dorothy the Dinosaur, like the woman who danced oh, yes, in so the plush Simon, costume. Yes, so. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think um, in Wiggletown, it's like a family, it's, it's kind of like a small kind of niche kind of business here. And I think they're not, it's, it's not like they go and dance and they date each other or whatever. It's, they end up meeting because it's such a great, it's a great community here and hey. it's a great, it's a great workplace, you know, and then you, you meet nice people, you spend a lot of time together. And I think mm. it just happens organically. And I, you know, I didn't really realize Loz, which is, Simon's son is wife now. It's, she was Dorothy Dinosaur. You know, she I don't was, really look into it too much. She was Dorothy you know the Dinosaur. You know a lot about the wiggle, wiggly history. I've done a deep dive on the Wiggles, Big Strong John. I'm <laughs> in. I'm learning things. I know. I just want to make sure you're not out here hooking up with, you know, Shirley the Unicorn. I don't know. None of that, right? We're all... Well, that's it's, funny because I'm in Shirley's. So I was to myself. I'll make a video of myself. Wait, you're in Shirley? Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> no, no, we jump into characters. You know, sometimes I'm on Henry the Octopus. Too, oh, so. you are? You mean you're sometimes, in Shirley yeah. the plush costume? Sometimes. Oh, God, that's like multifaceted. You do it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it's filming, you're not on the set. You know, you're just you're just hanging around. You're just you'll be happy to. To, to do, you know, jump into, you might be Wags a Doll or Henry the Octopus or something like that. Absolutely. Okay, got it. I just needed to clarify there. Um, now, <laughs> unfortunately, as you did mention earlier, you are happily married. Your wife yeah, is right. uh, coincidentally named... Just Jessie, too. Jessie. Great name. Yeah, it's a great, great it's a great name. I can see why you were attracted to her. Um, what does <laughs> Jessie think about all this attention? Is she threatened by me, Big Strong John? <laughs> She thought she was the only Jessie. She's the only Jessie in my life. Yeah. But she's um she's super supportive. You know, she's she's really great. And she's been my best friend for, you know, 11 years. And, you know, we've mm. been dating for 11 years, married for four. And I met her just after high school. So she's been there since day one. And she's super supportive. And having someone like that, you know, on your team and, and just, just pushes you and doesn't all put any walls up and just goes with everything. And, you know, she's great. She's an independent woman. She works and she's got her own lifestyle too. So, yeah, I, I definitely found her. One in a billion. Oh my God. John, you're one in a billion. I'm truly I I, oh. I was like 
attracted to you before, but now I'm deeply in love with you. Okay, well, the fruit salad is not going to sing about itself, so I know I need to let you go. But before I do, I want to play a quick game of shirt on or shirt off. Okay. Because I'm all about hard-hitting journalism here, John. I don't know if you know that about me or this show. This is a, it's a, it's basically Dateline. (laughs) I believe it's important for our listeners to know just how often you're shirtless versus clothed in purple polyester. So I'm going to list some common scenarios. You tell me if you do these things with your shirt on or your shirt off. Are you ready? Okay. Shirt on or shirt off. Okay. Walking the dog. I don't have a dog. But if I did, I'd wear my skivvy. <laughs> okay, we're changing the game to skivvy on or skivvy off skivvy. officially, okay? It, the game is now called skivvy on or skivvy off. Skivvy on or skivvy off. <sighs> Mowing the lawn. If it's a hot day, I'd be in a singlet. I'm sorry, I'm learning all kinds of new things. A singlet? What do you call it? A tank top? A tank top. You call it a tank top. Yeah, you call it a singlet. It's like a, that's like a wrestler uniform. A singlet. It's like the singlet. You have your arms and shoulders mm. out and you've just got, you know, your chest and your, Describe your upper it body more covered. slowly, just a little bit slower. So you've got your... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you got your singlet over your shoulders <laughs> and then you've got the tank top. <laughs> okay, now we have to change the game again. Skivvy, singlet, or no skivvy? Skivvy, singlet, or no skivvy? So you're mowing the lawn in a singlet. All right, got it. Yeah. Making dinner. Making dinner, I would have a shirt on. Okay, so that's... Why are you changing it again? Unless it's in summer. Unless it's in summer on the holidays. Then maybe a re in a singlet for a crop top. A crop... Excuse me? We just threw a crop top in the mix? Uh, Okay. I think if this was 10 years ago, I'd I'd be doing everything shirtless. (laughs) And now it's because I'm subconsciously thinking someone's been taking a photo of me or someone's looking at me or... Oh, you've let it go to your head, big strong John. All right. We've now changed the game name four times. So the game is now called Skivvy, No Skivvy, Singlet, or Crop Top. Got it. Skivvy, No Skivvy, Singlet, or Crop Top. Let's continue. Watching TV. Top shirt off. Uh, Skivvy off. Sorry, I meant Skivvy on. Ding, ding. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I meant, yeah, Skivvy on. Skivvy is on while watching TV. Okay. Working yep. out. Uh, outdoors, mm. shirt off if I'm doing the bar, the bars. Yeah. Because I, so I don't want to get a singlet tan. Sometimes that makes you feel a bit funny. Uh, um, but if I'm in no. the gym, obviously, you're going to be wearing a shirt. Okay, so if you're outside, it is skivvy off, singlet off, crop top off. Yep. We are shirtless. Like at the beach. We are getting a yep. nice, even Australian tan. Even glow, that's right. Mm. A lot of vitamin D. Absolutely. A lot of vitamin D yep, oh, absorbed please. into the arms. Yep. A natural purple, if you will. <laughs> Cleaning out the garage. Um, did this the other day actually, and I had a shirt on. On? On. Oh. Off. On. Did you say? Is oh, this on? You, yeah, Are we no, no. The microphone on. Oh. Oh my God. Are we on? It's on. What is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> <laughs> we're going off the rails. Uh, <laughs> vacuuming. Um, vacuuming. Skivvy on. Skivvy on. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm already aroused that you're vacuuming, so I'm okay that the skivvy's on. Finally, showering. Showering. Ooh, okay. Uh, skivvy uh, off. Who mm. showers with? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. Skivvy's on. Listen, John, I've been visualizing a lot. I just wanted to know if I was visualizing correctly. So it is to confirm. I wear a wetsuit. You know when you go surfing and you have a full wetsuit, head to surf. Now that you're a children's entertainer, you have to shower with a wetsuit. It's in the contract. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And that is how you play, ladies and gentlemen. Skivvy on, skivvy off, singlet on, (laughs) or crop top off. (laughs) With Big Strong John. It's a catchy name for a game, John, that we came up with together. So thank you for that. Great game. Big, strong, John, the last and most pressing question for me and all my listeners is where can we get more of you? Where can we follow you? See you live? Yes, please. Check us out on on YouTube and, you know, our social media. But we're coming to the U.S. this fall, so we're going to be there. We're coming up, up and over. Is that what you're saying? We're down under, you're up and over. We're coming We're coming to the US. Up and over is way less sexual. Up you're coming up and over to Canada too, right? Yeah, so we're going to be hitting the US and then the Canada. So September and October, so that's fall. Is that fall for you guys Yeah, that's there? Beyonce season for me. So screw yeah. those tickets. I'm coming to see the Wiggles. Well, come to see the Wiggles. <gasps> 100% fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. 
You said it, not me, John. You said it. <laughs> this said, interview has it. been fruit salad, yummy, yummy. I've been thinking <laughs> it the whole time. Ladies, get your tickets. John, please don't give us Taylor Swift prices. Make, you know, let us get in. Get yeah. in. Go see John live up close. Big Strong John, I don't want this call to end. I've just, I'm just, you have charmed me. You are so huh. lovely, so delightful. Uh, what is the Australian term for I love you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same we're speaking. It's okay. true, right? <laughs> All right. It's just in a skivvy. I love you. In a skivvy. In a, in a skivvy. skivvy. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Um, Big Strong John, Purple Wiggle, Hot Wiggle. Thank you so much for talking to me in your skivvy. It's been an absolute joy. Oh, thanks for having me, Jesse. Okay. And now go, you know, wiggle on out of here. What is this move called? You've got to have the thumbs up, fingers up, okay. wiggly fingers. This is called wiggly fingers? Yeah, wiggly fingers. Mm, listeners, I just want you to know that me and the hot wiggle <laughs> are making eye contact and doing wiggly fingers. <laughs> All right, that's my cue to hang out. Bye, John. I'll see ya. Oh, he made me feel wiggly in more than just my fingers. John Pierce, the hot wiggle. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to have to tell my kids I'm in love. I've fallen for a wiggle. After the break, I'm slipping into my skivvies and listening to your voicemails, which always force me to tell you stories I really shouldn't. That's next. Commercial Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We are back, and it's time to check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Okay, I love nothing more than your voicemail messages. They make my day. So call in, ask me a question, say anything that's on your mind. Clog my inbox. I want it stuffed. Uh, I'm putting the number in the episode description this week. So call me, okay? Here's today's message. Hi, Jesse. This is Justin Gerhart calling. Um, calling from New York City, but this little girl grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada, middle of nowhere. I just want to shout out your performance, your uh, hosting at the Vancouver Olympics in 2010. When you did the hosting there at the Olympic Village, it was just like there was something that you brought to the to the hosting that was just like very real and very authentic, and and it. It just, it just resonated with me. I will always remember the 2010 Olympics because you were a part of them. Anyways, love your life. Live your life. Live your life. I love you. Bye, Jesse. <laughs> did he just say, Justin, did you just say slive your life? Slive your life? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like Paris Hilton's thing. She's trying to invent a word. Yeah. Oh, my God. Slive. Sliving. <gasps> Oh, Justin, just taught me. I'm sliving for you, Justin. <laughs> oh, Angela Bassett did the thing. And sliving in one episode, we're learning so much. This is why I love your voicemails, because 
it's a teachable moment for all of us. I'm sliving for this comment about the Olympics too, Justin, because for the record, you are the only person on planet Earth who actually liked Dan and I at the Olympics. So this is the Olympics 2010, all right? Like Vancouver, this is Canada at our peak. Dan and I are doing the after show and CTV invites us to be a part of the morning show coverage during the Olympics. Now, we are people who talk professionally about the hills. We know nothing about sports. We have no business being on that broadcast. But they were like, no, you do the human interest things. So literally, it would be like hard-hitting reporting on the night's hockey game the night before. And then it would throw to Dan and I in like bobsled costumes <laughs> like like we're talking about people's outfits or I remember we had a segment called figure skating phases where we would just pause figure skaters doing some incredible feat of human leaping and we would zoom in on their faces because they looked funny like we were we were not what people wanted during that Olympic coverage and let me tell you the people told the CTV network executives, there was like, people hated us, Justin. Okay. I have never seen such vitriol. People were like, get these people off the screen. They have no business being there. And we didn't. I mean, at one point we like figure skated in full sateen costumes with Elvis Stoiko. It was, we were a mess. So I'm glad that the one little boy growing up in the middle of nowhere appreciated it. We did it for you, Justin. We slived our life for you. And if I can just say this, I was talking to Dan about this last week, actually, because somebody posted a picture of us um, from that time at the Olympics. And we look like an image that would be on like a donate now infomercial. We are so emaciated. Dan and I both, I think, lost like 20 to 25 pounds covering the Olympic Games because we were doing the morning show. So the show went live from Vancouver across the country at 3 a.m., which meant we had to be in at work at midnight, which means we had to sleep all day. So like we didn't eat. We would sleep all day, get up, go straight to work, figure out what had happened at the Olympics the day before, go on air from three to six, like go home, maybe eat something and then go to bed. Like we were, we were, it is wild. We were absolutely emaciated. So if you, you know, want tips on how to lose 25 pounds, cover the Olympic Games at 3 a.m. The other thing that you reminded me of, um, Justin, that happened at the at those Olympics is uh, the first ever episode of this morning show, the first time Dan and I were going to appear on this national Olympic morning show was happening after the opening ceremonies. And I had got a prescription from my doctor for Ambien so that I could sleep during the day because I had to totally retrain my body. I had never taken any kind of sleeping pill, nothing. So I have Ambien, which is like a controlled substance, okay? Nobody should take Ambien, especially not like a 27-year-old at the Olympic Games. So I'm in my hotel room. It's the day, like the opening ceremony is about to happen. I'm like, I got to get to sleep. I pop the Ambien and I can feel it works fast. Like I'm dizzy. I like I get into bed. I get into bed. I close my eyes. I fall asleep. The phone rings. My producer calls and says, Jesse, we have an extra spot to cover the opening ceremony. Can you get there in 30 minutes? I am so high. I can barely understand what she's saying on the phone. The like room is swirling. I put clothes on. I go. I get there. And can you imagine going to the opening ceremonies whilst high? There's like laser light shows and KD Lang is singing hallelujah. It was like the craziest trip. I remember after the morning after someone said to me, you were having a conversation with Wayne Gretzky for a while. And I literally said, I was what? Don't remember. Apparently Wayne Gretzky was seated across from me. Don't remember talking to him. I was high the whole time. And then I made my broadcast debut immediately after. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, just a little insight into the Olympics for you that clearly made an impact on my friend Justin, who was living his best life in New York City. Justin, thank you for the voicemail. And ladies and gentlemen, but let's be honest, mostly ladies and gay gentlemen who are sliving, that's our show. 
Ah, what a journey we went on together. Thank you to Big Strong John for just taking my call, honestly, and quenching all of our thirsts. And thanks to all of you for being here. Um, Now I have to go Google blippy underwear pics. We'll see you next Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. Rio Dre, take it away. Phone the Fan was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookshank and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Rio Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.